0: On this episode of Breast Cancer is Boring.
1: Welcome to the Stepford Breast Cancer is Boring (laughs) podcast.
0: (laughs) Oftentimes, Lauren is muted when I do this because her kids are shouting or something. So this is very on brand.
1: The doll that I had made out of my own human hair called (laughs) Cancer Jane.
0: How are the boobs? As you say in one of your blog posts, you know, sisters, not twins, right? Eyebrows Mm -hmm. and boobs. That's the same rule. Yeah. Could I compare it to porn for a moment? Please do. Because I'm very interested watched... to see where this goes. <laughs> the level of professionalism is on point for an award-nominated podcast such as ours. Some yes, that really sums it up. It. Well
1: yeah, because it's a <laughs> the brain connection. Brave. connection. <laughs> the implants. The nipples and me. <laughs>
0: Um. <laughs> nice Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring A podcast about breast cancer With Jocelyn and Lauren Whether you have breast cancer Or any other kind of cancer Or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> Cancer curious Welcome, we hope you enjoy Because breast cancer is boring But we, and you mm-hmm. Are interesting I love it Welcome, welcome, welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring. Why am I making up music? We have a theme song already. Um, welcome to the show. It's going to be a good one. We have a very special guest here today. I'll introduce them later. But first, always, we start with announcements. Uh, first announcement, countdown to chemical Freedom, this is the countdown to the day when I don't have to get a shot in my ass every month and my estrogen runs free and I find out who I truly am and I become a real girl. Um, So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Rebecca, standing in for Lauren. uh, (laughs) Special guest and co-host. 347 days. With some hoots and hollers. With some hooting and hollering. The Ed McMahon to my... Johnny Carson? Johnny Carson. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm hip. I know what's going mm-hmm. on. Countdown to my Paris trip. Negative seven days. Because that happened already.
1: Wow. And I'm
0: home now. Zutalor Zutalo. le <laughs> <Sacre> bleu. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, oh. it's over, and I'm, I did a whole B-side about it, so I'm not gonna rehash it here, but it was glorious, and uh, now, I, now I'm here. Uh, countdown to the election. Yes, we're gonna start a countdown to the general election. Uh, what, why? Because it's important. We have 520 days. Before we do a lot of electing of like a president and senators and house people and probably local sheriffs and judges and comptrollers and, and whatnots. If this seems like a little overwhelming to you, I have a couple of recommendations. The League of Women Voters is a nonpartisan group of which I am a member, full disclosure. They are ha- national group, they have chapters in every pretty much Area, So just look up yours, League of Women Voters, just Google it. They help to break down all of the issues, basically. Things that uh, candidates are for and against, and you can use that. Positions, uh, what a novel idea. Just look and see who supports the things that you support and uh, maybe go with them. Also, Vote411 is a great resource if you're not registered to vote they can help you with that if you don't know what is on your ballot for November because this November there are elections in much of the country but it's a lot of like school board stuff and like you know uh, county clerk like things like that and people Uh don't turn out for those as much but those are the people that kind of make a lot of difference in your immediate day-to-day life people on school boards decide what books your kids get to read or even what books are available. For example, example, Edie Richter is not alone, which is a book that I refuse. (laughs) I refuse to have banned from our (laughs) libraries. (laughs) So, you know, We've got to elect people who are going to leave Edie where she belongs, which is in the libraries, in the schools, on the street corners, in those free little uh, community mini libraries that look like a mailbox, but they're full of books.
1: And also leave, like, Charlotte's Web alone. Oh, my God. They're coming for Charlotte's Web? I don't know. What? Something like that. What? Why? You know, there's death in it. Spoiler alert.
0: Excuse me, you're kidding.
1: And then did you hear about that teacher who showed a Disney movie with a gay character? Oh, you mean
0: every Disney movie? (laughs) I'm sorry, but every single Disney villain is coded queer. You know it, I know it. It's what makes them so spectacular. Every single one. Give me a Disney villain who's not queer. I dare you. Go Ursula ahead. Ursula
1: is like, Ursula would make the best Lesbian. president of Dykes on Bikes. I, absolutely. Francisco. She would be amazing.
0: She'd be amazing in anything that she tried to do. Ursula is... Yeah. yeah. Don't
1: ban any books or movies, people.
0: How about we just... Come on. Yeah. How Come about on. we not? And that's why you should vote. Because people in your community are making very real decisions that will affect your life directly. So... Join the League of Women Voters, who have been doing this since the first time we had to advocate for bodily autonomy, and they are now doing it again. Um, But really, they're just there to inform, vote 411, get the information, and vote. Speaking of voting, um, which leads like is something that people do in competitions and give out awards, not only has breast cancer is boring been nominated for a sonic bloom award in podcasting sponsored by she podcasts, but we're finalists. This is so exciting. This is very exciting. Um, I'm really (sighs) glad I nominated us. Uh, so we're finalists. (laughs) You're on the short list. We're on the short list for, um, in the categories of dynamic duo. Okay. And. Best big budget sound, which I did not nominate us for, but here we are. Yeah. Wow. We have great sound, apparently.
1: I don't right now because someone is sawing something. Someone outside. is sawing
0: concrete outside your window, and that's not your fault. But we'll see what but I can do you've about got that. Good sound. Because guess what? I edit these. And great. everyone gets a vocal patch. Everyone gets an an an, an edit. For the gods, okay? Everyone is edited very nicely. And I just want to say, best big budget sound. I did not expect it. But now that I hear it, like I think I hear it. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, when I first met you, I Mm. thought that Jocelyn has good sound. Good sound. I think it's what everyone says about you.
0: In a podcast. Where most one, wo- one woman in her
1: closet
0: would dial up the gain, <laughs> bring the mid down just so big budget sound coming this June. I actually think the awards are in June or they may be in July. I do not know. But hey, we're nominated. We're finalists. And I will ride that train to its destination, wherever that might be. Is there a
1: ceremony that you get to go to? Um, there's a
0: ceremony in Washington, D.C. at the annual conference I will not be attending because I just went to Paris and Barcelona. Next month I'm going to Las Vegas and I think it's pushing it a little bit. A little bit.
1: You could send Lauren with a cardboard cutout of you.
0: I would accept love the to the sign Lauren Duo award. Um, however, Lauren doesn't go anywhere. And that was um, really? a subject of one of our B-sides. Uh, Lauren needs a vacation real bad that was basically okay
1: yeah well lauren when you hear this yeah dc is supposed to be great in june
0: Mm. little little sticky but that's okay But that's okay in texas you're used to that god i would invite the humidity can i tell you when i went to france and spain which will come up multiple times in this episode (laughs) Well, Uh, that's the
1: best part of going to france and spain is now you get to say when i was in
0: france and spain i Uh, Just try and stop me (laughs) from beginning every sentence. (laughs) When I was in Paris, actually, um, when I went back to work for the first time, everyone was like, hey, you're back. And I was like, bonjour. And I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) It's a habit. is so hard to break. (sighs) Um, Anyway, there's moisture in the air over there is the point. And the moisture uh, was adopted into my skin. And it just made my life better. So living in a desert so you is
1: not so favorite. you like humidity yeah
0: i like some you like moist i climates, like some yeah. moisture in the air yeah uh, yeah it, that's great it's mm-hmm. great
1: your skin does look good
0: thank you thank you yes I spend it must a lot have of, been your time and i spend Paris. a lot of time and money on it so thank you very much <laughs> yeah yes you're welcome you're welcome there's effort here there's much effort going on <laughs> um a, is that's worth it i'm worth it yes yes I don't wake up like this. Apple reviews. Don't be shy. Leave, leave us a review. We're an award-nominated finalist podcast. Big budget sound, like sound 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 sound, 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 sound. So, like, that's a launching pad for you. Uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, they have great sound. They're such a dynamic duo. Like, I can script this for you. I just want you to say it to me because,
1: as know, someone who left you a five star review and is probably due for leaving another one. Oh. Um I can say oh. to your listeners that it really takes about 12 seconds. It takes 12 seconds. It's a very small
0: amount of time. It's a small amount but of time.
1: But it of course really you... helps it mm. helps like flood the algorithms. It really does. It helps other yeah.
0: people find this show that you have found and love and it's your favorite show and you carve out this time in your day and your week and your month to listen. And uh, yeah, you don't have to be an award-winning author like Rebecca is to leave us a five-star review. Any words mashed together will do any words. Okay. I've teased you enough. Now it's time to introduce you as the guest. So your co-host Responsibilities, I relieve you of those. And okay. now, and now, <clears throat> appearing for the first time, 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 actually for the second time, time, time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Weep. Big budget sound. Big budget sounds. Sound, sound,
0: sound. Very good. I love it. Um, okay, I wrote a whole thing, and here it is. She's the author of Edie Richter's Not Alone, which received a Kirkus-starred review and was nominated for a Fiction First Novel Prize and is one of my all-time favorite books, no lie, winner of a McDowell Fellowship, winner of the most honorable... Breast Cancer is Boring Alumni Award. She's got a second novel cooking. It's Glorious Woman, writer at large and Most Stylish Lady. Rebecca Handler. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Thank you. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Wait, can we just go back to the Alumni Award?
0: Yes. Um look. We don't just hand these out to uh-huh. anyone. Oh this gosh. is actually the first most Honorable BCIB Alumni Award that we have awarded. I am
1: so excited. Wow. And I would like to thank my friends and family of for this honor oh. and a certain dynamic duo that got me to this day. A,
0: a dynamic duo? Wow. Mm-hmm. I wow. know. And
1: what's weird is they have really, really great sound.
0: They have great sound. Would you, oh. would you describe it as the best Big budget sound. I could not have said that better myself. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking yep. too. Fantastic. So good to be here.
1: Thank you for having me
0: back.
1: You are quite welcome. On this
0: wonderful
1: podcast.
0: Oh, wow. We're a musical now. I love it. <laughs> what a show. What a day. No. Um, so catch us up. You have been on the show before. You were on the show. In season two. Okay. And then somehow you weren't on the show in season three. Egregious error on someone's part. Probably Katrina, um, our intern. I will have to have a sit down with her to talk about why that was. But she got her shit together for today (laughs) because here you are. Catch us up. Thank you, Katrina. Yes. Thank you, Katrina. Finally, Katrina.
1: So I think when I was first on here, mm-hmm. I was bald. You were bald. So that says something about where I was in my cancer
0: journey. Ah.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. That was, I must have been in chemo mm-hmm. or just recently finished chemo.
0: Yeah. You right? may have been peri-chemo.
1: Okay. Um, and I, so as a little refresher, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in February of 2021, one month before my debut novel was coming out. That's right. So the year 2021 will always be a year of really wonderful things and really difficult things. Very strange to be dealing with those two things at the same time. Okay. Um, I and I'm so happy that I had the book and the um, wonderful accolades that it came with and all of those ego boosting distractions.
0: Because it was. To fill and, my heart. And is a huge hit your book, Edie Richter is not alone. I enjoyed it very much. And it, it was the kind of book that like, <sighs> there are books where I just read them because it's part of my routine. I read every evening before I go to bed. And then there's books that like, I think about while I'm at work. And then I'm like, oh God. And like, it, I, I left Edie in some precarious positions. And I feel like when I read and then I stop reading, I set a book down, that character is, is stuck in that space until I read it again, to move them forward. And when I feel bad about a place that I've left a character in, that's that's when I know. Like, that's when I know, this is a book I'm like really invested in. And also, who's that guy who wrote Les Greer? Andy Greer, yeah. Andy Greer. Andrew Sean Andrew Greer. Andrew Sean Greer, who yes. is an exceptional author, also <clears throat> praised your book. And he wrote one of my other favorite books, Les, And I mean, I think like one of the best ways to gauge, did I write a good book? Is when someone who's (laughs) written a Pulitzer Prize winning novel says, hey, you know what? You wrote a good book. (laughs) I think that, you you know, and he's not the only one, but I just, it's very good. It's just very good. It's very good. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.
1: I also love that feeling of reading something where I'm just thinking about the characters all day. It's so good. It's so
0: good. And it doesn't, Yeah. it just doesn't happen every time. Even no, books I I've like, it doesn't happen recently. every time.
1: Yeah, yeah, nonfiction does not, I've been reading um, a little bit of nonfiction recently and it doesn't oh, stick why? with me the way that fiction does. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with memoir, I would say in general. Okay.
0: Okay, agreed, yeah. agreed.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I really enjoy it and other times I would rather read a fictional account that maybe touches on similar themes. Yeah. You know, because I get distracted by like, did this actually happen? Or particularly memoirs that have direct quoted conversations because you know that's not true.
0: No, it's a of course
1: paraphrasing. So it's just like one person's experience of it. And I'm very like I, I um, will sometimes post things on my blog that I write, and those are, like I, I try to be really sensitive if I'm talking about someone else to like, like, if anyone's going to be the fool in the story, it's going to be me, right. you know. Um, and so I get distracted in memoir. I see. By like, what are they saying about other people? And And how are they going to
0: feel about that?
1: How are they going to feel? Or what are they, you know, it's like,
0: oof. It's like, could I compare it to porn for a moment? Please do. Because I'm very interested to see where this goes. I don't know if you've ever watched a porn film.
1: but I am not a, a great connoisseur. Nor am I. But I have... Had the immense pleasure of mm. seeing a few pornography films. Excellent. And, but the problem is yeah. if you even for a second get distracted by the fact that these are actors pretending, yes, and what are their actual lives like, and yeah. do they want to be here, and like talk about something that immediately will pull you out it takes of you anything right out of it. fun and sexy, yeah. Not sexy. It'll take you right out. And so mm. stay with me. Okay. I'm just saying Here in we the go. experience of sometimes meeting, reading a memoir, occasionally I will think, I will, I will just think, ooh, what, what really happened and what's the motive? And I just overthink it.
0: Okay. Okay. But, you know, that being said, some memoirs are pretty damn great some memoirs are pretty damn great. I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed Tina Fey's memoir because uh oh yes, Bossy um, Pants I think. A bossy Pants. I was going to say Smarty Pants. But yeah, bossy Either way, pants. I think
1: both work. Yes, I did read that. It was
0: fun. It was a fun read. It was a quick read yeah. and also there were quite a few parallels I <laughs> I like to think to my own life just in like some of her description of her like how she was and felt and you know, growing up and things like that. And oh, neat. it's always nice to have something in common with someone who you're like, they're a cool, fun person.
1: Yeah, totally. Who, who and does also, oh, they're a normal human who has like normal human things.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, is fun. Totally. That is fun. So you're writing so, a memoir. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> is this conversation going to be in it?
1: It's called The Woman... Who thinks that a robe is a cloak?
0: Is a cloak the woman who mistook yeah. <clears throat> her robe for oh, a
1: cloak? Her robe for clothing,
0: <laughs> and was right.
1: Um, um, yeah. So yes. So I, that was a long way of saying that when mm. when we first met, um, I was yeah I was I was publicizing my novel and also going through breast cancer treatments. Yeah. And I discovered your podcast mm. um, because I receive a lot of information via podcasts. Yes. And was looking around at all of the cancer y podcasts. And man, you've got the best title. Thank you. I mean, you really do. In addition to dynamic duo and oh, yes. big, baddest ass sound. Oh, wow excellent you should really be nominated for best title
0: best title podcast. please nominate me right now about,
1: uh, okay what do i have to do i think you just I have to say first it create my own category yeah you just say it right okay just say it i so declare I'm nominating <gasps> i declare breast cancer is boring to have i'm not even going to nominate you i'm going to say <gasps> that you have won the award won. for best named oh my podcast god. yes oh my god and I'll tell you what, yeah. here's why. Why? Here's what the judges decided.
0: How did they decide?
1: The judges decided because, for two reasons, mm. because breast cancer is boring a lot of the time. Yes. It's boring to think about. Mm. It's boring to think about for the rest of your life. It's, yeah, terribly boring. Um, but also, the title mm-hmm. helps form the audience that you want. Yes. You, you want people who see the humor in that title. Nice. Like if you called it um, "breast cancer," breast cancer is a special journey of love. Right. You would get a, a another different kind of audience. audience, and there might be a, there. There's probably a Venn diagram between those two audiences for sure. I'm sure there is some overlap. Yes, but there would it would you would have to come from like a. Ninety nine point nine percent. Very sincere. Very (laughs) pastel colored place in your heart.
0: Yeah. Very. I don't know where that place is. I lost it. I forgot how to get there. Yeah. It's we don't need that place painted over now.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm. Um. And I remember the one thing that I remember from being on your podcast was talking about the doll that I had made out of my own human hair called (laughs) Cancer Jane. And I'll have you know that I did check in with the girl, the young girl who has Cancer Jane and Cancer
0: Jane is doing
1: very well. Is she doing well? She is receiving treatment.
0: She She did opt for treatment. That is a surprise to me. I thought she was trusting in her Lord and savior, Satan of hell to (laughs) cure her. And it turns out, so she is doing treatment. Wow. I'm so glad. I know she
1: looks She looks like a hardcore goth girl. She
0: does. But she has a mushy center. Okay.
1: Yeah, and she wants to live.
0: She does want to so live. She,
1: yeah. So Cancer Jane is doing great.
0: I'm so glad.
1: Um, she's can, living on a bookshelf. Can
0: we get an updated photo? Oh, sure. I'll get uh, one I would love you. that because mm-hmm. God knows it's been a while since I've had those nightmares. So... <laughs> Let's just re-up that.
1: <laughs> and do you know that um did you did I tell you about her friend COVID Joe? What? No? Yeah. Oh, okay. She has a friend. I'm sorry, I what? Co- <laughs> I think I think Covid Joe came first. Um How COVID do jo I not f- know about COVID Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I had found a um <laughs> You know how when we were all on lockdown and wandered our neighborhoods like zombies? Yeah. And crossed the street when someone else was coming?
0: Right. And in horror and... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. yeah,
1: So it was those days okay. that I found... A- and everyone was cleaning their houses because there's nothing else to do. Right. So people were putting out their discarded items on the sidewalk. And everyone was too afraid and- to touch them because... Exactly, except for me when I saw a GI Joe doll. (gasps) That's why it's COVID Joe. A GI Joe doll and made out um,
0: of human hair or plastic. Oh, he's just a plastic. He's just a plastic, uh, like an action figure. Nice. Okay, traditional GI Joe. But one of
1: his legs was a little wonky, (laughs) a little off somehow. And so I bandaged him up oh. and then I made like a little um, IV bag for him. And COVID Joe lives with cancer, Jane. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's sweet. That is so sweet. we're trying to think of like who should come next, like Heart Attack Harry or, <laughs> you know,
0: Sally Stroke. Sally's stroke would be a very, and educational. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I remember that we talked about Cancer Jane a lot. And, wow. then, um, and then I think I was prepping for my boobs.
0: You were. You were.
1: My boob surgery. There was. I don't think I had
0: had that yet. Some boob talk, which is a great segue into my next question, which feels wrong to ask, but I'm going to anyway. How are the boobs?
1: I'm so happy you asked. Um, They are doing. They they appear to be healthy, and they are doing much better now aesthetically, because. Something happened. Something happened, didn't it? Something happened. Okay. So in November of 2021, I had the expander exchange surgery where I got the silicone implants put in. Right. And just as a refresher, I had what's called the nipple sparing double mastectomy. So boobs get flipped up Mm -hmm. like potholes, scoop out everything put the expanders in, pop them back down.
0: Right. Yeah. Put a lid on that. So now,
1: yeah, put the lid on that. And then, so in November, 2021, we reopened them, uh, took the expanders out, put the implants in, sealed them up, good to go. They great. were great. They were great for about four months or so. When I started to notice that one of them had kind of changed shape a little bit and was looking a little different.
0: Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, that's
1: funny. And I finally asked my husband, am I just being like paranoid or is this change? And he's like, oh, no, that's definitely shifted. Something's up. You should go in and check it out. Okay. So I went into the hospital to check it out. The nurse took one look at it and said, oh, it's flipped. It's flipped. My implant had flipped over. So if you can picture a um, flat bottom okay. and a rounded top. Yes. That's the implant, that's right? That's the implant. So it had flipped. So the rounded part was Against your- towards my body, and the ah. flat part was on top. And she said, oh, I can flip it back for you if you want. <gasps> and she just, she just got in there with her hands and flipped it over. And it didn't hurt because I don't have a lot of sensation there.
0: Right. It's, it's a little bit numb. Yeah. yeah. Same. So she taught me how to do that.
1: And I said, well, <laughs> first I said, I guess I have a new party trick. <laughs> and then I said, um, no one mentioned that this was a possibility and this might be like helpful to hear. Are they like, they're just floating around in there. Those implants aren't tied down to anything?
0: So apparently not.
1: They're not. They're not. They're not. And what happened is when they sort of just settled, you know, they take a while to kind of settle in your body. They and do. Your, and your body's obviously changing after being traumatized by all these surgeries yes. and everything. Um, so there just happened to be a little extra space on my left side. So it was a little floating around, had a little more okay. flexibility. So Okay, it flipped back. Great. I go home. I have a great story about it. Yeah. Um, I'm all about a good story. So, you know, spread the word that this happened. And also told people who were about to go in, who I met through my support group, who were going to have this surgery. FYI, they can flip. It's not dangerous it at just all. It happens. But just so you know, you might be startled if one of them changes shape. Well, then it flipped again, the darn thing. Uh. Is this just gonna be a thing that it does? Well, and I didn't. So a few months later, it flipped again, and I tried to flip it back, and I couldn't. And then life was just busy. I couldn't go in right away. Yeah. So, you know, I just, because I knew it wasn't dangerous, I'm like, ugh, whatever. whatever. I don't know. It's... I just didn't prioritize it. Okay. So I, when I finally went in, the nurse tried to flip it again. She couldn't. Oh. She brought in another nurse. Oh. Two of them are sitting on top of me, like, Thai massage therapist (laughs) going at me trying to flip it and they couldn't flip it
0: oh my god
1: long story short I opted for a surgery to (sighs) reopen this boob and make the space tighter around it
0: what a little son of a bitch and
1: put in more um fat grafting fat
0: grafting which is, and you say it so, it so casually, fat grafting, but that fat is, grafting. fat grafting is a bitch. Why do you think so? It hurts. I was bruised oh. like a galaxy after fat grafting.
1: Oh, interesting. Where did they take the fat from?
0: My thighs and my hips. But you had the um, deep flap, right? I did. But I had fat grafting so, after.
1: Oh, so, okay. I was just wondering if maybe they took more fat from you than they took from me. Oh, maybe. Because, so, f- what they did for me is they did it when I was under.
0: Oh, same. Oh, yeah. I okay. just mean the recovery is a little rough.
1: Interesting. Okay, I did, I did not find that to be the case. Oh, nice. So, listeners, I guess there's a spectrum, which is helpful.
0: It's almost like our bodies are different. No, don't say it.
1: Don't say it. it. No,
0: they're all the same. We're all exactly the same. They're the same.
1: Welcome to the Stepford Breast Cancer is Boring
0: podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, so that was, and so in January of this year, I had the surgery to reopen the scar and go in, and it was, it was fine. It was a lot, um, a lot easier than any of the other surgeries that I've had.
0: Yeah, but still, it was it
1: was a triggering, for lack of a better word, yes. to go under again when I thought that this was behind me. Yeah, and I, I could have not done it and had a wonky implant, but you know what? Yeah, the least I get from all of this is great tits, <laughs> great fake tits,
0: great fake
1: tits. So also um, a good podcast name yes totally so now uh yeah now we're back to great fake tits and hopefully this won't happen again and i can already tell it feels better like it's it's if there's less space for it to move around
0: and it you said that you could you know opt not to have the surgery but it it you you kind of can't because and you segue perfectly into the next thing it's almost like you read the outline Um, It's something, there is this thing that I now refer to in my own mind as the boob brain connection, where it's like, if my boobs are doing good, I feel good. If there's something wonky with them, or like, it's just always the boobs now. So if I put something on and... I noticed that they're a little uneven because as you say in one of your blog posts, you know, sisters, not twins, right? Eyebrows Mm -hmm. and boobs. That's the same rule. Yeah. And, you know, they've settled, like you said, and I have a deep flap boob on one side and an implant regular boob on the other side. And so they're not going to match perfectly. And I knew that going into it. Some things I put on and they're just beautiful. And I'm like, yes, tight. And, And I feel good. And my brain is good. And then other times I put things on and I'm like, it's so obvious to me. That this is a reconstructed breast, like I like
1: the boob, the the boob brain connection.
0: Yes. Yes, that really sums it up. Well, yeah, because it's a
1: the boob (laughs) brain connection. connection. (laughs) The implants. The nipples and me. Um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice big budget sound. Sound, sound, sound. 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 Sound.
1: Um, yeah, you're right. It's like when we look at our breasts, it's a reminder of what we've been through. Yeah. And if they're shouting at us, hey, we've changed. We're different. We're bad. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Remember that one time?
1: (laughs) We're coming for (laughs) you.
0: Yeah, it's... It is a little, <laughs> <laughs> I do love the nipple action. Um, it, Yeah. And, and, and every time, so maybe you don't have to do this cause you have no breast tissue left. But because I, you know, I, I didn't do anything to this other side. I have to go in for a mammogram once a year and an MRI once a oh. year. So every six months uh-huh. I'm getting some kind of scan. And it and that is also I cry every time. I've only had to do it twice now, but like I just cry, and and it's because the boobs aren't all right until they are. Yeah. You know, it's a whole it's a Schrodinger's boob, like in the box. It's either <laughs> it's a it's a cancerous boob, it's a not cancerous boob at the same time. Yeah, you know, until you open that like letter they send you. So it it just it really gets in my head it gets in your head
1: it's amazing how all of those associations just stick with you Mm. um the last flight i was on someone opened uh like an alcohol swab near me yes oh my god and the smell just hit me and it reminded me of when they would like clean my port before accessing it yeah and the oh, only thing I would port. change I would I, I wish the port didn't have to be so close to our noses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wish they could put it on my butt or something.
0: I mean, accessing would be a different <laughs> thing entirely, but but uh but you want it away from your nose so that you don't have to because smell is such a smells, powerful association. Uh, right? So powerful. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I used to bring um, this rose spray with me
0: oh.
1: um, into for chemo for infusions. Okay. To smell that, like instead of the alcohol.
0: Yeah. But now I can't smell the rose spray either.
1: I ruined that.
0: Because because that so brings saving, me back. Yeah.
1: So no rose smell for
0: uh-huh. me. Uh
1: That. I think I would offer someone who has wanted to sort of counteract smells, counteract them with smells that you're not going to smell again. Don't, Rose, not a good yeah, choice.
0: Don't bring your favorite yeah. perfume with you. Right?
1: Exactly. Don't eat like bring your favorite meal. Bring something more unusual. Yeah. Bring like patchouli because no one wants to smell that anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or like an herb that you don't really like.
0: Just bring a barrel of pickles. Yeah, but,
1: like, don't do rose, don't do sage, don't do... um,
0: Bergamot. What else? uh,
1: Neroli.
0: Just leave those. Lilac,
1: night jasmine. Mm. I love that smell of jasmine.
0: It's good. It's good.
1: It's so good. Especially when it's,
0: like, mellowed out with some, you know, other kind of flower, it can really... Mm. I love walking by it. Yes.
1: And like on the street and just and you're like you're there's like, some whoa. jasmine in our neighborhood and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa,
0: that was there, amazing. There was some cologne. Um, <clears throat> when I was in Paris. Um, oh, were you in Paris? I, yes, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, okay. I like, you know, Paris, I just, yeah, I did to go. Um, no. In the spring, In the spring. When I was in Paris in spring. In um, springtime. In the springtime. There was mm-hmm. this cologne. Printemps. Kind of uh, <laughs> croissant. There was this cologne that like all the men seemed to wear and they would walk past and I'd be, and my husband noticed it especially. And he'd be like, there it is again, there it is again, there it is again. And we were kind of on the hunt for this scent because it was so good and seemed so universal. Mm. And, uh, we didn't really find it, but we, then
1: it turned out it was just B.O. It was
0: just their bodies <laughs> because it's just the scent of free healthcare. <laughs> yeah exactly. A pension and uh and good pastries getting off work every day at like two in the afternoon
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 just so did you ever discover it what it was no, but we did get into um this uh, there we like we went to one of the pharmacies, French pharmacies, and they had all these perfumes in there, and we got a really lovely one for him and a very lovely one for me and oh, they're just that's nice. and it's just. You know, bringing home something that you associate with, like, such a wonderful time is. good. That's a really good idea. I highly recommend. I highly recommend.
1: Yeah, that's a really good idea to buy a fragrance on a trip. Buy a fragrance on a trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. My husband is not a um, cologne appreciator. Okay.
0: He doesn't wear He doesn't
1: actually love perfume either. But I love perfume, so I'll wear it.
0: I have a few now. I would. I would. I would like
1: to give him a little cologne, so I think that would be
0: nice, but no, he's not into it. And it's a eau de toilette. Oh, Eau de de toilette, which is, you know, it's not as robust and concentrated as a perfume is, so it's kind of a nice, more diffuse scent. It's Mm -hmm. it's very nice, and uh, yeah, I can send you, you can actually buy it here, and they'll ship it to you. Send me the name. I will. I will because is he wearing they're it? They're all lovely scents. Yeah. Oh, he lo- cuz he has a few different. Like I got him a Tom Ford scent for Christmas one year and he used to work in a perfume shop uh, oh, in Kansas wow. City. Okay. So he knows like they used Not to me. like formulate these things and so yeah, he he appreciates a scent. He's allergic to a lot of scents, so we have to be careful, mm-hmm. but as long as you don't buy super it's usually just like super cheap stuff that you know, yeah. don't get the latest Paris Hilton scent and you'll probably be okay Oof. no shade it's just like Paris Hilton uh, perfume is apparently the most popular highest selling most selling perfume of all time or something she has like 23 of them or something like that
1: I think breast cancer is boring needs a signature scent
0: <gasps> what would it like a the smell of yeah. opening an alcohol wipe
1: well, no, I think that it should be, it probably should be a boob, the bottle.
0: Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah, just the, the, a bust.
1: Yeah, although, I th- isn't that done? Oh, Wasn't it's so done. Famous... Yeah, there's,
0: oh, yeah, who yeah. is the famous for perfume? Kardashian?
1: The Did Kardashian do, like, body? Oh, how dare they? Yeah. So just a singular um, boob,
0: and it kind of looks fucked
1: one boob and then it comes out the the nip the spray comes out of the nipple
0: immediately yes right yeah absolutely what would the fragrance be (sighs) it's complicated
1: there you go okay
0: that's the tagline that's a tag it's
1: complicated
0: (laughs) breast cancer is boring the perfume it's complicated um (laughs) So it would have to be a very, so, okay. What are the scent profiles, right? You have woody, you have floral. You mm-hmm. have like earthy, earthy. yeah. Like Eartha. that umami kind of yeah. flavor scent. You've got, you know, more sensual stuff. You have light and off. There are uh-huh. apparently perfumes you can wear to the office and perfumes you cannot, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow had no idea um we're gonna have to work on this signature scent if i'm making it it's floral i love bergamot i love vanilla i love amber scents i love you love jasmine yeah i also
1: love um grapefruit and cucumber
0: oh my god grapefruit yes it's give me
1: grapefruit scented anything
0: yeah okay love it Anywho, uh, I'll work on that scent. I'll work on that. I'll get some manufacturers. I'll have Katrina send some, (laughs) uh, inquiries. Um,
1: what a job she has. What a
0: job she has. Uh, I really want to mention your blog, um, one woman party, which is also your Instagram handle at one woman party. Uh, it's very good and I read it and I should probably comment and I never do, but, I like, especially, um, I mentioned already, already, the Sisters Not Twins one I like a lot. The Women Outside uh, one is very good.
1: Is that the um, Outside Lands? Yes.
0: When you went to Outside okay. Lands and you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about these artists yes. and, like, that I, <laughs> oh, I'm i not cool you. enough to know. But, like... Oh, uh, Pussy Riot. Yes. Well, I know Pussy Riot. Everyone should know yeah. Pussy Riot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, It's just it's nice to have a space where I can go and it's safe and you're writing about things that I can relate to, but also there are things that like, I've never thought of before, or I've never, I didn't know, it's just like not your usual, you know what I mean? And I feel like the, the, the art of the blog is kind of lost now. Like, People don't do it. It's
1: almost, it's almost retro. Like it, it was lame for a long time and it's still kind of lame. And then it was cool. It's almost, it's almost getting, it's almost a little retro.
0: But I look at it as like, this is. But it works for me. It works for you. And this is. I mean,
1: I I think of it as a sandbox. Like I really just try stuff there. Yes. Um, And it's like instant gratification. Like I finish something and I don't revisit it and I put it out there for people to read. And sometimes when I'm working on a long, a longer project, I'll go back, and then I'll like maybe pull from something I wrote yes. a long
0: time ago. Little
1: literary
0: um, snacks. I yeah, like exactly.
1: Because I decided I can plagiarize from myself.
0: Absolutely, over yeah. and over. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very good blog, and I took out an excerpt that I really like from Sisters Not Twins, just to get people a little interested in this. Um, you're writing about your well. It, it's self-explanatory. Okay. So you wrote, for six months, under my pectoral muscles sat the expanders. A woman in my support group referred to them as Capri Sun packets, which explained why sleeping on my side felt like snuggling with a succulent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. The expanders. Snuggling Big with a succulent. Big shout out to anyone who's, anyone who's wearing expanders oh, right now. Oh, yes. Big shout out. We, it will get we see you. Yeah, we, we hear see you, you. We feel your packets.
0: We feel your Caprice Sun packets. Do you remember yeah. leaning forward with an expander, just leaning down?
1: Yeah. The
0: weight God. of it would like pull Ugh. on your tissue, like
1: really I stretch, really stretchy. I, to yeah. this
0: day, I have a reflex of my arm coming up anytime I lean over to grab something.
1: Mm. My right arm
0: goes and hugs my right boob, and then I grab now with my left hand.
1: Wow. For me, it was more like twisting side to side. I would. It.
0: Oh, the twisting was the worst too. Everything was so the worst. Bad. Every movement anyway.
1: was the worst,
0: and the shape mm. was terrible.
1: I am writing a book. Yep. I can give you a very quick, quick synopsis of it, Do it. so far, at least. So, so far, the book is. Um, about a woman who starts to think that her life could be a play and that there's an audience watching her. And it takes place over the course of one night in San Francisco. And I am infusing a little bit of cancer-y stuff in there. You are. Okay. So it's not a cancer memoir at all. No. But it will come up.
0: It will come up. It will be mentioned.
1: Because... All of this experience cannot be
0: for nothing. Right. Right. I got to use it. You got to use it.
1: Um, But it's fun to write and it's um, going to be funny. And I'm laughing at points. So, yeah, it's just I have a I have a very when I wrote Edie Richter's Not Alone, I was living in Australia and had this luxury of time that I don't have as much of right now. Yeah um so it's a slower work in progress but that's okay it won't take as long as la sagrada familia
0: you do not want me to finish this novel for you so you had better finish it i'm definitely going to finish it and i'm getting there and it's um yeah I'll keep you posted. Please do. Because it is now and has been since you first mentioned it, something I'm looking forward to whenever I'll be around, you'll be around. um, And very interesting, very ready to read it. Um, In conclusion, Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for stepping in as my excellent co-host. Congratulations on your honorable um, Gold Star Alumni Award from Breast Cancer is Boring, a very prestigious podcast. Follow Rebecca Handler on Instagram at One Woman Party. Check out her blog, One Woman Party. You're the coolest. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.